Welcome everyone to the L7C Podcast Pop Culture Edition. Today we have our pop culture expert Chelsea Heppert with us today. How are you doing today, ma'am? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. I am doing well. You picked the topic on what we're going to be talking about in the world of pop culture. The world. The world <laughs> came out that way. Don't know why, but it did. But you picked a very interesting topic that just not expands just who we're about to be talking about but a bigger issue in the world of hollywood so chelsea what are we talking about we are going to be talking about katherine heigl and what it means to be labeled as difficult and what being typecast means and just the general general topic i don't know like everything katherine heigl 27 dresses to gray's anatomy so what does it mean to be typecast for um, people who don't know? So like a good example is obviously Katherine Heigl, but also Adam Sandler. Like it's two different ends, but you play the same character essentially over and over and over again. Like there's no growth for your career and people either love you for it or they end up hating you for it. Like Adam Sandler, he is loved by many people because of his comedies and because of the roles that he's played, but there's no change you can watch an adam sandler movie and walk away going that was an adam sandler movie like that is that is what he is known to do and same thing with katherine heigl in the early mid-2000s she was the typical rom-com girl like it was that there was nothing more that she could give she wasn't being challenged and there was no room for her career to grow and when she tried pursuing other roles that's when drama kind of came out with Grey's Anatomy and the reason why she left or got fired I suppose and then that kind of put her into more of a box so that limited more of her roles so Grey's Anatomy Mm -hmm. one of the biggest shows of the 21st I have been watching it since fifth grade so specifically that is 20 (laughs) plus years yeah (laughs) Uh, that's a long time for that show and it's obviously a lot of people know what the show is. So she had some complaints about the work conditions. Yes. Over there. So like, what were they um, like? Were they valid like complaints or what were they like? I think they were absolutely valid, especially, and we'll talk about it. So one of the complaints that she did make, and I think rightfully so, is the long shift times. Um, not only for the acting crew, but like the film crew and set producers and everyone mm-hmm. else. It would be 14 hours plus. Like, of just pure working. And that's insane. And to do it back to back to back not only has an effect on your physical well-being, but also your mental well-being. Um, and right now, there was a kind of a mini scandal about euphoria and their long working conditions. Yeah. And people weren't standing for it. But back when Catherine said this, it was, you're getting paid to be here. Like, why aren't mm-hmm. you celebrating that? Like, your role is huge. You're making X amount of money. And it's like... Yes, but you also have have to advocate for those around you. Like, it's not just about her. It's about that cast and crew and all the producers as well. Yeah, and I saw something, like, where she talked about one of the first days back. Mm-hmm. They had, like, a 17-hour work day. Yeah. Which I'm not in TV media, so I don't know how long it takes to make one episode, but... 17 hours out of 24 does seem a little excessive. It's insane. And it's not just like 
what you're filming. It's also like hair and makeup. It's also all the behind the scenes stuff. It's about like blocking. So blocking like where the film is going to take. So like where everyone stands and getting all the camera moves right. Like it's just Mm -hmm. a lot. And I mean, I personally have worked very long days before. I think the longest was 12 and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To 13. And that was horrible. Like, I was so exhausted and, like, just slept for two days. So I couldn't imagine doing that for weeks on end. But I feel like ever since she made those comments, like, then the difficult label Mm -hmm. got posted on her. Well, it was kind of the perfect storm in the sense of that came out, but then she also removed herself from a nomination because mm-hmm. she felt that she didn't distri- deserve it um, because she didn't think like that the storyline and the acting was that great because Shonda Rhimes, I believe, nominated her. And didn't she win the year before? Yeah, she did win the year before. Um, and she decided not to move forward with it, which is a bold thing to do because it's not only like you're kind of self-critique critiquing yourself Mm -hmm. but you're also going up against the person who nominated you Mm -hmm. um and that's both incredibly hard and brave but also at the same time it's hard when that person is Shonda Rhimes like she invented tv at this point Mm -hmm. like she is responsible for so many so many hits and so many great movies including Crossroads with Britney Spears and Zoe. Um, oh, one of your favorite <laughs> movies. Um, it's a good movie. But like, to go against Shonda Rhimes at that time was insane. So, And she was also snubbing the award as well, like as a whole. And for somebody who had just won it to go back and say, oh, I don't want to be nominated for it. Like that looks bad publicly. So it was the perfect storm. But we also have to keep in mind the social media, not social media, because it really wasn't real, but the mm-hmm. paparazzi and how big of a effect they had on the world. It's the same thing that happened to Britney Spears. Once you get labeled something and once there's that moment of bad press, that's all people are going to talk about, especially if the press think they can get money on somebody who was essentially one of Hollywood's golden girls. She was on every cover. She was becoming more well-known and having a really great trajectory of being on the small screen, but also making these giant hits and it would have been fine. And she has been quoted saying this, like if she would have continued to make money, mm-hmm. but have that label as difficult, it wouldn't matter for what, if as long as she was bringing in money, like she could do whatever she wanted and have that reputation. So because she got labeled difficult on Sandler's in knocked up by June, yeah. So yeah. that's a very hard label to get rid of because it is. Because Hollywood is basically their own version of like mm-hmm. high school. Like just talking about like relating it to them, like the Easy A movie. Once you're labeled As, a certain way, yeah. you are labeled that way throughout your community. And Hollywood are those people's communities. So it's like mm-hmm. once it's like, oh, should I hire? I go, oh, no, you are, you've heard the rumors, man. She's difficult. And, like, that's stopping you now from making an income. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do these, how did she battle back from that? Or has she fully been able to battle back? Or 
So this kind of ties back to being like a typecast because then she did start making those movies mm-hmm. of 27 Dresses, the movie with um, Jude, where he was the director, um, and a few other things as well. But because it was the same old thing, and as a woman, like she wasn't reinventing herself, so she brought in less money. So then she wasn't getting offered roles and things like that. Um, and she's had a few hit shows over the years, but it's only been one or two seasons of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but her newest show on Netflix is probably one of the more promising opportunities for her. Mm-hmm. Because not only is her acting good, but the writing's good. And I think Netflix gives a more controlled platform to kind of step back into the limelight. Um, and she like has also grown as a person too and she's been trying to rebuild like those fences between her fans and like the public which is ridiculous that she's even has to do that but Mm -hmm. it is what it is but to also like because she is a woman and because she was stuck in that role and like couldn't grow it kind of ties into the taylor swift who has reinvented herself up teeth times and if you've watched any documentary about taylor swift she'll talk about having to do that whereas men you can stay the same and not have to do anything else, but you're going to be bringing in the money, which means you can keep doing it and you're still mm-hmm. going to be applauded and this, that, and the other. I, mm-hmm. I hear you on that. So then recently, like this is actually just recently, mm-hmm. some of you know her probably by her doctor name on Grey's Anatomy, Dr. Meredith Grey. Yes. Basically the main character of the... Ellen Pompeo. Ellen Pompeo saying that on her podcast that Catherine was ahead of her time. Like, if she would have said this now, she would have been a hero. Mm -hmm. This, this, and that. But, Chelsea, it's the same thing with the issue I had with the people who started saying stuff after the Framing Britney Spears documentary came out. Mm -hmm. Catherine was out for ten, a decade plus. Like, now you saying, like, she was ahead of her time when she had all those years, like, dealing with going to therapy and all that stuff like yeah that's my biggest thing like where were you 10 years ago correct that's a hard one because with framing britney spears a lot of those people who did come out Mm -hmm. years later were men so they could have spoken up in that time and it would have been easier i hate to say that but it would have been easier for them but if ellen pompeo had potentially done that 10 years ago she might not have had a job anymore and she would have probably been labeled as the same. So I see both sides. I think she definitely should have spoken up, but that's, that's a hard one to draw the line for. But I I do agree. Like, where were you 10 years ago? Like you, even if it was just a small nod of, Hey, this is what's going on. But at the same time, like, the way that women in Hollywood were treated is vastly different to how they are treated now. That's true. So not even, like, so let's say not 10 years ago. So we're in 2022 right now. She would Five years ago, Ellen was already, a, she mm-hmm. was established. Yeah. So she could have said this in half the amount of time. That's why I think yeah. was, like. Yeah, if she would have spoken up sooner, I don't think she necessarily should have or could have, I suppose, in that moment, but even five years ago, I think it would have made a difference. Because there's new Catherine Heigl's being made 
every day. Like, even in the social media mm-hmm. era where if something happens, you get labeled difficult or mean, demanding, or, like, the age-old, like... If, I mean, Constance Wu, more yeah. recently, she was labeled as being ungrateful because... Um, I can't remember what exactly, but her TV show got renewed for another year, and that meant she missed out on a huge role. Mm-hmm. And she felt her feelings and kind of said something about it, and then she was labeled as that. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. So it's like, it's always going to happen, and with more actresses, mm-hmm. like having a voice, having their own platform, I don't think you need to wait this long to say something if you want to say something because then it could just mm-hmm. the situation can get worse i'll uh miss now she's on jamie lynn spears saying something and her and her her and her sister now hating each other so you know yeah just say something exactly say something earlier when you when you want to yeah and i mean it's also hard too because like if you saw something like that happening and you were on the same, like, team, could you speak up? If your boss and your boss's boss could control every aspect of your life and have that huge of an effect. And you also have to look at the mental health standpoint. If you and the rest of the cast are also doing in, like, that same amount of work hours and it is becoming that toxic of a work environment, mm-hmm. like, your own body kind of reverts to protect yourself. And then you don't necessarily, like... Because I, I personally have gone through it. Like, you don't know who you can trust and you don't know what you can say. Because at that point, you have to look out for yourself first. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's not even a Hollywood thing. That's, that's, a, a, that's a basic, like... Yeah, basic job thing. Yeah, because if it does become toxic, like, it's bad. It doesn't matter the profession. But if you're to that point, like, we Yeah, that's... And it's tough. That's when it comes down to the leadership and who's running it in the environment, mm-hmm. the work environment. If it's an open environment that you feel safe, yeah, exactly. Expressing your thing, but it's also easier for someone who, if they don't, if they don't need the place, and they the place needs them more than you need it, mm-hmm. then it's easier to speak out. Like Halle Berry could say whatever she wants now. Oh, absolutely. Jennifer Lopez, like in an act, Jennifer Lopez, Angelina mm-hmm. Jolie, all of those people could say whatever, whatever they, they want, want now. It. Maybe not, I mean, they all were powerful still 10 years ago, but now it's like. It's almost revered at this point. Yeah, so whatever they say goes. So now it's like, what can we do for the younger mm-hmm. actresses out there who are trying to get their start? But then. They can't say whatever they... Yeah. Because once one director says, "Mm, you don't want to work with this person... Yeah, you're kind of cut out. It's kind of cut out. Well, and it's interesting, too, like, with Catherine Heigl calling out the long work hours versus some of the Euphoria extras who are calling out the long work Mm -hmm. hours, I think there's more of a human aspect now than what there was back then because if somebody's saying like yes like this is what happened like Mm -hmm. you're automatically empathetic like you're you kind of think about what that means and you know that that's wrong and you like people are more willing to call that out and shame it whereas back then it was 
you have a job, suck it up. Like, right. this is this is what's going on. So it's interesting to see how times have changed. Like, if Katherine Heigl would have said that now, she she would have been applauded and she would have gotten more roles and have been considered, like, a pioneer, like, to quote Ellen Pompeo. Like, that's what it would have been. So do you, like, you brought up the suck it up, like, line. Mm-hmm. And I do think now more than ever, and I know, like, politicians and stuff are preying on it, but I really do feel like there's a huge, a bigger gap between, like, Hollywood and, like, normal people. Cause, like, oh, yeah. Because even if that, if Catherine Heigl's thing happened now, you would have the normal people saying, you have to work 17 hours, but you're getting paid five, ten million an episode. Mm-hmm. I'm having to work. 17 hours and i'm getting paid seven dollars and i can't feed my kid like yeah that's where like the normal people like they're not frustrated at her they're frustrated at, at like the situation at the situation and it's like well you're complaining and you make if i if i was in your situation i'd be happy as can be because then i know my kids would be so, so i feel like that disconnect is like absolutely super huge right now well and if you look at Hollywood, too, there have been a lot of walkouts and unions formed mm-hmm. between the crew rather than the cast because they have been treated so poorly and have had so many incidents where because they've worked 14 plus hours home, they drove home and fell asleep at the wheel and got yeah. hurt or caused an accident or worse. There's they can't pay for their food because they're working for such a low cost and they still have mm-hmm. to pay like for health care and things like that if they are even offered health care mm-hmm. so it's crazy the disparities even in that and also with the Alec baldwin situation too um that happened in the fall with the shooting mm-hmm. like there's just so many disparities between actors versus the actual not the actual because they all work like it's all a craft right. but the like boots on the ground if you will people because <laughs> you need both to make a great show but you have to pay everyone a living wage oh i agree i agree that's 100 percent a thing anything else you want to say about Catherine? i don't know i don't know i think if you watch her newest Netflix show, is what is it, Firefly Lane? Mm-hmm. It was actually really cute. I liked it. It's only one season, but it was intriguing. And honestly, at first, I didn't want to watch it because I was like, oh, Katherine Heigl. Like, <laughs> I've only ever seen her in these types of roles. Mm-hmm. But then after watching it, it's like, no, the girl can act. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. So before we end, though, I am going to throw you some quick questions. Just quick rapid fire since the fans wanted to get your quick quick opinions on these so we'll start off with a nice soft soft easy pitch work our way up okay ready i mean sure i don't like baseball but i'll play oh god (laughs) (laughs) kim kardashian sex tape the second one real or fake yes or no fake it's fake uh since it's already been cleared was Someone trying to set up ASAP Rocky so that him and Rihanna would break up. Oh, it was 100% a setup. Everyone's coming after them because Rihanna's happy and glowing. And if you read her Vogue article, God, what a woman. <laughs> Slap of the Oscars. Staged? No. 
No. I think that was real. Will Jada capitalize on it? Yeah, she will. And it's definitely going to come up on a Red Table Talk, and then it's going to be interesting from there. Will you watch that Red Table Talk? Mm. What if she invites Chris Rock? Then I feel like people would think it's staged, Yeah, then I I would watch it because it would be staged at that point. But I don't think I would watch it if she was just going to talk about it just because that situation is... It's messy, and I don't think it should have ever happened. Do you think celebrities should keep their romances to themselves, a la Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox talking about how they drink each other's blood? I don't think normal people want to hear that. No, but then you also have to look at Angelina Jolie and um, what's-his-face? Brad Pitt? No, it wasn't Brad Pitt. It was the guy before him. Where she had the tattoo and they like yeah, yeah, they had bad. their blood in each other's necklaces. Yeah, that's so like. I, I feel like that's a Hollywood. I've never met a normal person to say they would do that. I feel like that's a Hollywood thing. Yeah, it's like the super emo. Like, sorry, <laughs> but it's just it's very unique. It's like the people who are way too into Twilight type of a thing. That's yeah. yeah. That's... I don't know, but if you're gonna be cute and like. Like, Sean White and Nina Dobrev, Mm -hmm. just, like, supporting each other like that, I think that's wonderful. But MGK and Megan Fox, I think they do love each other, but it's all all for publicity. He's just trying to recover after Eminem. And I like MGK's music. That's what someone else from the L7C said, too, Mitchell Oso. Yeah. He said that he's just recovered. And he was using their real names, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to recover from Marshall. Um... You always, Kanye and Pete, will they ever, are they ever going to fight? I don't think they're going to fight because I think Pete is smarter and a better person than Kanye. But I could see something bad potentially happening. Like if we looked at January, February, Mm -hmm. early March Kanye, like that's so manipulative and obviously abusive of what he was doing, so... I don't think he would do it, but I think he could get somebody to do it. Like, fight or cause a ruckus. Are you going to watch the new Kardashian? Have you been watching the Kardashian show? I haven't been watching, mainly because I'm watching a pottery show on HBO. Okay. (laughs) So, no, I haven't been watching. I think that's going to be a, like, next winter, like, cozy pajamas wearing my skims because I do like her products. They're actually really good. Uh, what, what happens first? Rihanna's new music coming out or Britney reconciling with her family? Both seem like will never happen. Rihanna's new music. Okay. I have to believe in it. We haven't had a new album since work. <laughs> since work with Drake came out. And Auntie, that was two, 2016 and the and hype behind that was insane. But also, she has been in the studio, and she's been, like, working, and at one point, an album was done, but in her latest Vogue article, she said something along the lines of, she's just enjoying the process, and it feels more authentic to her. So, to me, that sounds like she's got a good chunk of it done. It just needs, like, the final touches. But honestly, to quote Cardi B, drop a baby, drop an album, like... That rhyme front with Ed Sheeran and Camila Cabello. I think that's going to be a bad gal, Riri. 
I've just have always been on the thing. It's like, she's so successful now outside of music. It's like, you don't need to anymore if you don't want to. No, but music's part of who she is. It is, but now. It's part of who I am. And I swear, if I don't get to pay money to see her live, I'm going to cry. Just think about it. From people who were born in 2016, they're like six years old or something now. They don't even know Rihanna is the singer. They know her as like the entrepreneur. Yeah. And that's I mean, she's, crazy. She's amassed quite a platform and it's mm-hmm. amazing. And her makeup brand is fantastic. And Savage X Fenty has reinvented, honestly, the lingerie world. Like Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret cannot keep up. Like it's all about body positivity and like the moment and what feeling sexy is rather than that one sided gaze at what sexy is. Because if you've watched the Savage X Fenty shows, like, it's an event. It is an event. I feel like that's a whole other serious podcast topic. And what, well, the Savage thing, that's a fun one. But, like, the seriousness of what is body positivity and what does it mean to be sexy? I feel like that's a... That is a good one. A very serious one that we'll have to tackle on. Chelsea, anything else? You got hit with those rapid questions. I know. She had no idea those were being asked. Kind of numb. I don't know. But you did good. You answered Thanks. them all. Look at me. I, I mean, you are the pop culture expert of the L7C podcast. So I know, it's just funny. we expect great things from you when it comes to this stuff. Hopefully, hopefully I managed to achieve those great things. Uh, well, I don't know. I think you're doing, <laughs> I think you're doing pretty well right now. We'll yeah. see for all the Chelsea fans out there. Yay. But with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. Thank you, Chelsea, for being back in a full-fledged full confidence in herself member of the l7c we'll be back whenever chelsea wants us to be back we work for her so that's right everyone make sure you like rate listen comment subscribe anywhere you listen to and take care thank you for listening to this episode of the l7c podcast be sure to like rate review and subscribe to the channel Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.